0: Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the you're going to be so damn
1: impressed edition. Am I? Yes. <laughs> Am I? Yeah. I sometimes I feel like the word impressed on this podcast <laughs> can be easily switched out for so grossed out. That's
0: true. Like, is it going to be a 32 foot rectum tapeworm? That's impressive.
1: That, I mean, that's incredibly <laughs> impressive, but also gross. That's right. So, I, I guess That's the, real, the real question I'm trying to ask is, is this a butt thing? Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Believe it or not, uh, we're, we're taking a, a little hiatus from butts today. What? Yes. I know. This is a big deal. It is. I know. Y'all. We needed a, a little break, but don't worry. We're going to dive back into butts probably very quickly. Thank you. Very God. soon. I love to <laughs> dive into a butt.
1: That's right. It's my favorite thing. <laughs>
0: can't stay way too long. Nope. Um, today is episode 071, Two More Reasons to Love Honeybees. Oh, I love those. Yeah. <gasps> I know.
1: I love honeybees. Yes, I know. I don't like being anywhere near them, uh, <laughs> but I like that they exist. Yeah. I love what they do. It's a very heartwarming thought that they're out there, just stay away from me. Yeah. Know, that kind of thing. Not mm-hmm. close to my head. <laughs> are my yeah. arms or my body or yeah. chasing me mm-hmm. as i try to calmly move away yeah. um yeah 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 but We're, i love
0: them from a distance absolutely love them you're going to love them two times as much after we get through two stories of just adventure survival uh just they're just so impressive every time there's a new discovery about honeybees it's it's just remarkable what these Little creatures can do.
1: What can't they do? That's <laughs> okay. the real question. What can't they do?
0: Uh, I'm Jill Chacha, and I am with the very
1: impressed Marista Riley. Thank you. I am here. I am impressed. <laughs> I think I'm not going to be grossed out today, which is a uh, big really? change. Yeah. Even though I love, I love being grossed out. <laughs> I think. Um, I think I'm. I'm just. Fully pumped to hear about bees.
0: Fully stoked about the bees. Uh, If this is your first time listening, welcome welcome to the flock. Welcome. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Riley here comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you.
1: It's true. I had no idea what we were going to talk about. That's a lie. I have a slight... Okay. I have a slight idea because Uh I would say about... And this number fluctuates, but I would say about 65% of the time we talk about something related to the butt. So that's why (laughs) I'm like, is this a butt thing? Because I mean, and and I'm not saying we're like constantly trying to talk about butts, but like so many things are related to butts. Y'all have no idea. Or maybe you do. If you listen to this podcast, (laughs) you really do. If you've listened three times, two of the three times,
0: has probably, probably been an anus or rectum or... Something about the gut.
1: It, <laughs> so. it all comes, it, it all roads lead to butts. <laughs> right. Did that? Did I get that even no. remotely right? Yeah, put it, on, put it on a tote. Put it on a tote. Put I'm it. so bad at guessing phrases. Once in the middle of a meeting, I was like, what do you call it when mm-hmm. you're at the end of the race? And then I was like. We're at the end of the race. And I just realized that's not funny unless you were there. So just ignore me.
0: I was forever. there. It was hysterical. You on a Zoom meeting and you like, you took the reins and you're like, we're at the, what do they call it? We're at the end of the race. We're
1: at the end of the race.
0: <laughs> so anyway, I just told your story again. Sorry about that. No, we really
1: had to make this point clear because we cannot get over it. And um, I'm sure our listeners are like overjoyed. Yes. Yeah, but, yeah.
0: We have to work on a mug that says all roads lead to the butts. Butts. Yeah.
1: I like that. Oh, oh what a chance for art. Yes. Let me tell you, if you are an artist um, and you want to draw something that uh, interprets that, yeah. all roads lead to butts. Yes. you Feel free to make it as literal as possible. I would be. <laughs> pay for that i would really pay
0: eventually we will get to a merch store so (laughs) So i swear to god and that could be the first thing on it yeah who knows who knows so many opportunities yeah uh but should we begin we absolutely should today we've got two stories about one hero that's been keeping us alive for millennia our friend the honeybee love it now it seems The more we pay attention to this itty-bitty cutie, the more we learn just how fucking amazing they are. How intelligent and how just really ingenious. And maybe, just maybe, we could learn a thing or two from them to help get our fucking act together. That would be nice. (laughs) We
1: have really lost track of um, everything. Um, We've really... Gone off the rails. Is that, am I using that right? Probably not. That's, that's
0: the right saying. Okay. Yes, yeah, that's a good. So we've go. gone
1: off the rails. Yes. We're not <laughs> at the end of the race. Um, no, not by any means. I will say we did get one piece of information that I think is real, which what? is that um, I've deviated this so far. Uh, I, we can have cocktails delivered in New York, and I yes. realize that doesn't affect very many people, <laughs> but it affects Yeah. <laughs> It really made our day that we can get
0: to-go cocktails uh, once more mm-hmm. in the city and the outer boroughs. So it's, it, this will be a lubricated podcast. Yes.
1: <laughs> full, full disclosure. We had it for a while, and then they took it away from us, which it was mean, was mean mm-hmm. um, because we got used to that life. And now it's coming back. It's the saga that, right. that should end. And we can cheers to the, the honeybees after
0: we learn about what
1: the fuck Oh, yeah, back to the honeybees. They're, they're doing. So. Ignore me <laughs> forever. No,
0: uh, So, well, with the beginning of a new year and a new variant joining us along for the ride, Fun. because, of course, uh, what, <laughs> what better way to begin this episode than with this recent discovery? Now, Dr. Marissa, why don't you do the honor of reading to us this headline from an article from Eureka Alert published back in October...
1: 2021 I would absolutely love to all right the headline is quote honeybees use social distancing to protect themselves against parasites end of title that is so cute Mm -hmm. I'm not 100% sure what that means but I have an idea okay well
0: uh my friends our bee friends understand the importance of social distancing which is what we've come to learn over the pandemic
1: Yes, I so. wish more of us understood it, but we're working
0: on it. Uh, researchers from the UCL Centre for Biodiversity and Environment Research, the University of Sassari, the University of Turin, all based in Italy, amazing, and the Martin Luther University Halle-Wittenberg in Germany. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of words, but they we all got to- <laughs> <laughs> they all got together and performed a nifty little experiment that produced some nifty results. Um, to see what they did. We're going to have to travel back in time to the year no one remembers. it with me now. 2019. 2019. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. Everything happened that we didn't know about in 2019. What a year. My God.
0: So slap on your best beekeeping equipment because we're heading over to the experimental farm over at the Department of Agricultural Sciences of the previously mentioned University of Sassari. Now, where in the hell is all of this? Don't worry, I got you. Amazing. It's gorgeous, really. Uh, this all happens to be located on the painfully beautiful island of Sardinia.
1: Oh, shut up. Yeah. I have heard of it, and, and that's all I have to say. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Please, everyone, imagine the sexy boot of Italy. You got it. Now, <laughs> point to the middle of the West Coast. And there is Rome. Okay. Now move your finger just a wee 300 miles farther west, and there is Sardinia. Gorgeous. Tucked away in the northern coastline is the university, and honestly, give it a Google because it's so damn beautiful. You'll puke. I just fell down a rabbit hole looking at the beaches there. Jesus,
1: it's I think that's the first time also that we've told someone in a while to Google something that is safe for work. You can absolutely (laughs) Google this at work. Yeah. And nothing bad will happen to you. I don't think. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, Have fun. fun. Go for it. That's right.
0: Anyway, it was here where 18 colonies were rigged with tiny internal cameras, all set up to record the behaviors of our buddies, the honeybee. I know. Now, some hives were healthy and parasite-free. Those were the control group, but some others were naturally infected with a mite. Oh, I know. A mite whose name is worthy of the Marvel Universe. Uh, it's called the Varroa destructor.
1: Oh, my God. That is so Marvel. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, one name to compare it to. Of course, all of Marvel knowledge is leaving my brain. Uh, t- uh, Gamora, is that the name of one of them? Or is that sure. just like a fabulous party <laughs> word I've memorized? Um, gonorrhea. Gonorrhea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. I, yeah, anyways. You know, when it comes to you, just scream it out, even if we're, I'm talking. Just Thanos. Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> Thanos was right. a character, and there that sounds go. like a Thanos
0: There you go, it totally thing. does. Uh, so Varroa Destructor is a fucking... Mean little fucker, that means business, um, and it's an ancient enemy of the honeybee that's basically a blood sucker. Oh, no. Yeah, it's an ectoparasite that feeds off their blood and at the same time, on occasion, can transmit extremely deadly viruses in the process.
1: This is awful.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like how mosquitoes can transmit malaria to humans.
1: Yeah. yeah, but I feel like size-wise, these are a lot, these almost are closer to their size than like a mosquito. They're... They're really, really tiny. Actually, I don't have a photo of them, but oh, okay, yeah.
0: But they're they suck, literally, yeah, literally. Got it. Yeah. So, Doctor Marissa, please give us one example of how this mite can devastate a honeybee population, as reported by the Guardian article: uh, "Honeybee decline
1: linked to killer virus." I would love to. All right. Quote: Within a year of varus arrival in Hawaii, two hundred and seventy-four of 419 colonies on Oahu Island, 65%, were wiped out with the mites going on to wreak destruction across the big island the following year, end quote. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. That's just one example. That's over half. Yeah. And then they just move on
0: to the next island. That's right. You got it. Yeah. So honeybees seem to be well aware of what an infestation of Varroa destructor can do. Because as the recent study noted, that title, the behavior of bees within the infected hives, they their behavior was dramatically different to their counterparts.
1: I hate to say it, but this is uh, relating a little bit to Endgame uh, yeah. <laughs> from Marvel. Because he like snaps his fingers. I'm so sorry yeah. to all of the keep real it, Marvel fans <laughs> out there who are like, oh, please don't talk again. But like, yeah, he snaps his fingers. Yeah half of the bees people sorry yeah. uh h- half of the existing the, the universe right of Isn't the universe the disappeared, yeah and the other half is sad yeah. <laughs> that includes the bees that includes the bees that's right oh my
0: god that son of a
1: bitch nailed it not at all <laughs>
0: So, uh, on average, honeybee colonies are organized into two main compartments, if you will, okay? Okay. There's the outer one, occupied by the foragers, and the inner one, where nurses, the queen, and her brood are found. Now, these two sections remain mostly segregated because the foragers run the risk of returning with more than pollen, like, like that mite, for example. Yeah. So, this setup decreases the chance any parasite can make its way to the queen or to the baby bees oh. now in this instance though all these other colonies yeah. the, the setup had failed and the mites infiltrated and the bees went to plan b super social distancing. Now, Dr. Marissa, please tell us, according to
1: EurekaAlert.org, what did the researchers see? I would love to talk about it. All right. Quote, the researchers found that one behavior, foraging dances, which can increase mite transmission, occurred less frequently in central parts of the hive. The researchers say it appears that overall foragers move towards the periphery of the nest while young nurse and groomer bees move towards its center in response to an infestation to increase the distance between the two groups end quote so this is very smart yeah um it sounds like they're taking the mites seriously yes (laughs) (laughs) In all parts, northern and southern, Mm -hmm. of uh, the the colony? The colony. The colony. That's right. Unlike other. (laughs)
0: That's right. That's right. Uh, Lead author, Michalini Pasidu, went on to tell Eureka Alert, quote, the observed increase sorry, the observed increase in social distancing between the two groups of bees within the same parasite-infested colony represents a new and in some ways surprising aspect of how honeybees have evolved to combat pathogens and parasites.
1: I'm not surprised, they're kind I know, of awesome. I know.
0: So. Their ability to adapt their social structure and reduce contact between individuals in response to a disease threat allows them to maximize the benefits of social interactions where possible and to minimize the risk of infectious diseases when needed, end quote. Woo, now that's a kick ass quote, and I've got another one for you. Uh, Doctor Alessandro Cini, co-author of the research, told The Guardian If you think we have a brain, we're conscious, but it took us time to change our everyday behavior in response to COVID. Yeah. It's exciting to see that other animals are doing the same the similar doing something similar. Oh yeah. yeah. I know.
1: They're so efficient too. They're doing such a good job. So now if
0: you think this is all interesting, it gets even cooler. Okay. The research team went into the lab and shrank down This experiment. Uh, The control group were small groups of non-infested honeybees and the experimental group consisted of of other small groups of about 12 young bees with a few members artificially infested with mites. Um, When in such small groups, the bees didn't increase their social distancing. Researchers believe that bees opted not to separate because at such a small scale, if they were to separate, the group would for for certain die. Amazing. Yeah, because okay. an, an individual bee can't survive at all.
1: Yeah.
0: So it gets better. Dr. Marissa, what else did these small groups of bees do to help each other out?
1: Oh, my God. I'm really excited. All right. According to The Guardian article, honeybees use social distancing when mites threaten hives, quote... There were differences in grooming behavior. <laughs> Infected bees were groomed more, inspected more, and had food shared with them more than individuals in uninfected groups. End quote.
0: I know. They helped each other. They helped each other out. Oh, because
1: they cleaned each other yes. and fed each other. That's
0: right. I know. Is, it, am I getting that yes. right? Yeah, absolutely. That's when the, so cute. When the group is so small, they're like, we have to do this we're in this together because yeah like,
1: it's only 12 they, of them and they can't live without it and it's so cute that instead of like going by the big whatever regulations they're like okay but what's best for our little our baby? situation yeah. our situation exactly yeah how fucking cool is that i love bees <laughs> bees are awesome i love them so i wish i could hug them but i really don't want to no, i don't. i'm i don't think they want me to either
0: <laughs> uh after the break how can, we, how can we make this episode even more fucking awesome? Uh, we're going to add a volcano. What? Yes. <laughs> Amaze. Stay tuned. Please do. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And uh, the volcano gods are pissed. When are they not? <laughs> when are they not? Yes, my friends, the Cumbre Vieja volcano on the tiny island of La Palma began a series of devastating eruptions on September 19th. 2021 oh no and yeah and get this and continued
1: on for 85 additional days dude that was like not that long ago no is it i'm doing the math poorly is it (laughs) still happening no
0: it 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 started the 19th and went on for like two and a half months like straight so it just it just stopped stopped. yeah (gasps) so where exactly is this volcano and how fucking devastating was this don't worry i got you everyone imagine Spain. You got it. (laughs) Just underneath to the south is North Africa. Okay. Specifically Morocco is right there. Now if you move your eyes west about 500 miles into the Atlantic we're in the gorgeous Canary Islands of Spain. Lovely. I know. Uh, And one of those islands is La Palma. She's itty bitty just under 300 square miles and as of 2020 about 86,000 people live on this tiny island. So it I don't think it's a stretch for me to say every one of them was probably affected by those two and a half month long eruptions. Yeah. Thing. So Dr. Marissa, before I quote some stats from CNN, I'd like to show you a picture of just one lava flow. Oh
1: my God. Yeah. Okay.
0: And uh, please tell <sighs> us, <laughs> please tell us what you see, how deep the flow is. Just, just what you see. Okay. And of course the photo will be on our social media stuffs. So come on by. And I'll also add some, uh, photos of those mites also just to you know round it out so <laughs> sounds amazing yeah. so here
1: is the photo tell okay. us what you
0: see okay
1: oh it's bad yeah um oh, once again this looks like something from marvel uh it's like okay imagine like the most beautiful uh spanish beach city you've ever seen Um, Like a a street in Spain on this tiny island in Spain. Everything is colorful and gorgeous and palm trees. And then imagine half of that is covered in like black, crusty, (laughs) like a black, crusty wave. Yes. And it just covers everything. Half of that street. Yeah. And I don't know if it's still liquidy or if it's dried up, but it... It's just it's so sad. Yeah. This is
0: terrible. it's It's really bad. uh it's It's at least two stories high. Yeah, because uh, there is an apartment complex in the photo, and it's it reaches the second level of this beautiful pink apartment building.: I still want to stay there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a lamppost that's been completely torn off. It's like foundation. It, it's just bad. The palm trees look like sick. That, yeah, that it's just bad. Yeah, the palm trees are
1: brown. They're brown. Yeah, I've never seen a brown <laughs> palm tree because so... uh, I only look at pictures of palm trees. I never, I rarely see them in real life. <laughs> but yeah, this looks
0: bad. It looks so bad. Uh, now, remember, this all began on September 19th. The CNN article uh, where I got the following stats from was published on November 30th, more towards the end of the chaos. But remember, the volcano was still erupting. At that time, and was causing further damage, so yeah. just keep that in mind. Uh, Dr. Marissa, would you like to take turns reading these bonkers fucking stats? Uh, they're from the article, uh, they're from the article, where, where is it? Famous? Spain. My notes. <laughs> Spain's La Palma volcano continued to wreak havoc more than two months on. We'll read from there. I'll start.
1: I would absolutely <laughs> love to. Let's do it.
0: Hopefully I can do it. Jeez. Okay. Quote, Molten lava was reportedly flowing downhill at
1: speeds of up to three feet per second. The lava has already reached the Atlantic in two places on the island's west coast. Holy shit. Falling off cliffs into the ocean and adding to the coastline with a total of approximately 118 acres of lava
0: landfill. Yeah. Uh, The lava has destroyed around 2,800 acres, a third of which is farmland. The flow has devoured banana and avocado plantations
1: vital to the island's economy. Oh, Jesus. It has also destroyed more than uh, 1,200 homes and 300 other buildings. More than 6,000 people have been displaced, And quote. So this just ruined everything. Yeah, pretty It much. ruined uh, their farms. Yep. Uh, it displaced all these people, ruined their homes. Uh, God, yep. Basically, what a punch in the face! <laughs> That's for
0: Jesus. Yeah, it sounds pretty awful. So it's not surprising to hear when a beekeeper was finally able to return to his hives, uh, he expected the absolute worst. Yeah. In fact, when he got back, he saw his hives were completely buried in volcanic ash no. from from top to bottom. No. The grim task of digging them out began, but it suddenly became nothing short of a goddamn miracle when the keeper opened. The beekeeping boxes the bees were fine oh shut up buzzing away and living like nothing happened i love bees <laughs> i gotta know yes. <laughs> what quote not only had the bees managed to survive the heat and noxious gases of the volcano but they also avoided starvation by feeding off the stores of honey inside the hive genius said antonio quesada to the new york times Antonio, by the way, is a beekeeper in the Canary Islands and a spokesman for the Grand Canaria Beekeepers Association. Fuck yeah. So how exactly did they make it through this? I mean, yeah. being buried in toxic ash for days seems like a really bad fucking situation. I couldn't handle it. No. I'm pretty sure I would be dead <laughs> immediately. <Yes. laughs> Yes, same. So, Dr. Marissa, please give us the finer details as to how the bees transformed their hives to
1: survive to survive a goddamn volcanic eruption. I, I would absolutely <laughs> love to. All right, from uh, the NY Times article, "Honeybees Survive for Weeks Under Volcanic Ash." Quote. The bees, known in the region as canary black, bl- black, as the, the canary, got this, <laughs> the canary black bee, use propolis, a resin-like mixture, sometimes known as bee glue, to seal themselves in the hive.
0: Like propolis.
1: Oh, propolis. <laughs> um this is how uh, they protected themselves from the gases of the volcano. Mr. Quesada said, using propolis is typical of honeybees, which they produce from substances they collect from plants and buds to tiny gaps to, to plug tiny I got this you guys. <laughs> to plug tiny gaps in the hive to protect it from rainwater and drafts, said Natalie Steinhauer, a researcher in the Department of Entomology at the University of Maryland. The bees also made sure to leave open a tiny pathway to the outside that they could later use to get out. Mr. Quesada noted, end quote, oh (laughs) my God, they left a door. I'm fine. Um, also, I I'm pretty years, I, like I've heard of propolis before. I want to say it's used in skincare. I might be wrong. So, I, I
0: wouldn't be surprised. It,
1: it's like it's basically spackle. It's, it sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'll put anything on my face. So. Uh, but yeah, this is incredible. They sealed it up. They sealed it up. They just. They knew little fucking geniuses. God damn it. God God damn it. (laughs) Yes, my
0: friends. They insulated the hive, rationed their honey, and had the foresight to create a tunnel to get out when the coast was clear. I know. Amazing. Uh, Keith DeLaPlaine, director of the honeybee Program at the University of Georgia, told the New York Times, quote, you can't get much more dramatic than volcanic ash burying beehives and the bees surviving. It's a little piece of happy news, and heaven knows we need it. "Oh End quote.
1: Yeah. E- everyone needs to know about this. This yeah. is awesome.
0: Yeah, it's great fucking news. Thank you Keith, but if any members of the flock want or need more inspirational bee survival stories as we hurtle face first into 2022, you're in luck. Good. There's a ton of them out there. Just Google honey bee survival stories or something along those lines and you'll see shit like how bees survived forest fires after worker bees fanning their wings managed to lower temperatures of their hives. Stop it. Yeah. Remember when Notre Dame Basically burned down to the ground. Yeah. That was like in 2019. Uh, also, Oh my during- God! <laughs> I Jesus. Well, I, could, I, I, had, I could not believe that happened in 2019. I was like, what? You I'm positive that happened 40 years yeah. ago. Like, wow. Yeah. Well, when Notre Dame caught fire and was almost destroyed, there was actually a bee colony on the roof and those bees also survived. Of course they did. And there's a whole story behind that. Please give it a Google. Oh, my God. My friends, if they can survive, so can we. God damn it. Can we? <laughs>
1: can we, Jill? Can we? I wonder if they know how important they are. And that's why, I like, hmm. they try so hard. I mean, yeah, I and mean, they're hustling. They're hustling. Just the hustle do Yeah. They're so cool. I aspire. Yeah. It's like, who do I want to be when I grow up? I'll, I'll be. A bee. <laughs> Like Michelle Obama or a bee. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I,
0: mean, I love it too. That's, that's fantastic. Okay. Uh thank you for listening, subscribing, telling your friends about fucking honeybees shellac
1: shellacking their hives to survive a volcanic eruption. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Thank you so much. Also, thank you for just tweeting and reviewing our pod. We've been Oh my god. We read
0: all of it and we love it. There's been just an avalanche of uh just love and i'd love to yeah i I like we're smothered and i'm okay with that yeah i'd be smothered in that i'd I'd be (laughs) be smothered in
1: that i think i'd survive yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) and please stay interesting please do